When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games. Blessing at Aoye Jr. Tim, do you smell that? It's a new season, Tim. Yeah. What is backlog season? Backlog season, baby. Oh, yeah. What you been doing with your backlog, Bless? I've been jumping into games I've been wanting to jump into for a while, including a lot of Ring Fit Adventure, which I've been talking about lately. That's one that I've been putting off. I've been wanting to do it because, like, if you remember, early pandemic, it was impossible to get. And I was I was looking for some kind of, like, workout activity to do. Uh, and it was Janet Garcia last week who brought Ring Fit back up and was talking about how she's been doing it. And she was like, yo, Ring Fit's been incredible for me. Like, you should try it out. And then Roger hit me up and was like, yo... If you do it, I'll do it. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's order it. Like, let's get it. Amazon, really easy to get. Like, they're very available now. And I've been doing that. <laughs> nobody cares now. We're yeah, all done with the first wave pandemic where we all, we're better ourselves with this two weeks off. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. I paid like 48% above the price. Whatever. <laughs> I haven't seen it in about three years. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that. I've been jumping back into some Genshin, playing a little bit of GTA, just hanging out in the backlog a little bit. And so that's what my April, I think, is going to look like. There's a lot of backlog hanging out in. Yeah, yeah. What's it smell like? I mean, it's a Ocean lot of different breeze. scents mixed together. Yeah, like, what was that, Andy? Ocean Breeze kind of. Ocean Breeze. I thought you said Febreze, backlog? which I spelled a little bit of Febreze, too. Yeah, Backlog. Yeah. Backlog would be a bit must. I think it's been like a comic shop, right? Like, oh, like a log, musk. like oak. That's what, yeah, there we go. Mm. Ooh, good. Oh, Madeline, good wood, good Madeline wood. in the chat says Backlog season smells sweaty. But I feel like that was review oh, season. God. You know? review yeah, review season, season was, was sweaty, sweaty season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rounding out the group, we have two more beautiful gentlemen. One of them. The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. Um, bless, you could have borrowed my ring fit if you wanted. <laughs> Just That's fine. The, the, the thing yeah, that Roger and me actually agreed here. on, the thing Roger and me actually agreed on is, like, we plan to make content with it, and like our thing is spoilers the content we'll eventually make, right? We're like, yo, let's commit 30 days. We're going to do 30 days of this. If we make it to the end, then we'll just expense it on the company. <laughs> That's how whoa, we'll do it. Whoa, right? We didn't tell you that, Greg or Tim, but like, just so you know, you might get like this a be good content, charge. Right? Are you doing B-roll right now? Because I want, I want, I, we need the sweaty, winded, you only could oh, do yeah. 15 minutes. Okay. Day, day one, I did take a log. I did sit down and I talked about my experience with day one. I plan oh, to wow. keep doing updates, yeah. I'm gonna good. get a stream. I'm gonna get a Steam Deck and play Elden Ring on a flight to uh, Tokyo, Greg. But it'll be for content. We're gonna do <laughs> All right, you know what? You know what? You, you you lost me, then you had me. Oh God! This goddamn fucking Ariel Knight. I'm gonna murder this man one day. I'm gonna murder oh you, God. Ariel Knight, one day. <laughs> that voice is one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. What's going on, Greg? Uh, you know, it's backlog season, Tim, as the mm -hmm. one, the only blessing at AOEA Jr. said. And so, you know, we were getting ready here and I, I've been playing Lake. I've been working on that. I've been doing the, you know, uh, of course, KFW and WWE 2K22 working on that. And so I was, I deleted some, a couple games off my hard drive and I saw Ariel Knight sitting there. Ariel, Ariel Knight's never yield. 
and everybody remembers, of course, this game came out. Uh, it's a, It was a short game. It looked to be an easy platinum, but Ariel Knight had a bonus level in it that is a mind bender, total mind fuck that you have to beat to do it, which doesn't sound that bad because you could just do it over and over again. But when the game initially came out, Tim, the only way to get to the bonus level was to every time do the level that preceded it. To get You have to get mm. the little collectible to then do it right after you beat the other level. So it became this adventure that I was like, you know what? I'm not good enough at Aerial Knights, never yield. I will not do this. I will put this down. Clearly, he'll patch this one day. You're yielding. And I did. And yielded. then, why? Well, I, I, I like, you know, I, I yield, I tentatively yielded because I knew he would come mm. to his senses and he came to his senses and he put out the update and this came out a while ago. Uh, it came to Xbox and PC first, if I'm correct. And then it was coming to switch and PlayStation later. And so it was one of those that I kind of lost sight of and I wasn't sure if it came out. So right before this went in there, updated the game. Sure enough, the update out there and I am trying to beat this goddamn level, which will then give me the platinum in this video game. Well, That's wild because I, I think I platinum that video game pretty easily. Like it wasn't now, first off. Here, now, hold on. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. Did Blessing Platinum this game before me? Yes. Blessing, don't be a lying little fuck and say it was easy. Because if memory serves, you had the same problem. So you watched a you you watched the YouTube video and like made notes on it, and then you were like, all right, then you went and did it a bunch. Like you put in the work as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But like it wasn't the receipts, dude. (laughs) Dude, I didn't realize. I guess I should have realized that Greg Miller is a fucking like when it comes to trophies, he like doesn't play around, right? Like. You over here looking looking over people's shoulders, staring at their. I'll tell you what, I couldn't tell you, Jack. We you and I had like a two hour long podcast once about your, you know, who we have cool friends, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Right? I don't remember a goddamn thing about your personal life, but I'll tell you right now, I know all about your goddamn trophies, Merc City sixty four. Show them. Look at this right now. Bears putting up there. What do you have to hide? God damn! Why does this happen? This happens like once a month. Review like, season's over. What do you give it up? Yeah, what are you <laughs> give it up. Like I don't want to share my trophy. I feel like he's hiding the do. fact that he may not have platinum. Ariel Knight uh, never yield. You know. Yeah. How do we know, right? Can't prove it. I plat- sure. Yeah. You know. Let me hold on. Let me turn off my trophies and I'll tell you how I platinum Elden Ring. I beat lady masasa or whatever fucking name was at the end of it no problem <laughs> oh lady oh Red my Masasa. God, everyone this is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things we love about them you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free if you wanted to watch it live as it's being recorded and most importantly if you want to get the exclusive post show where we do a fun game show called bless who that is a a bunch of different game shows in one but we started a new one recently bless do you have a new name for it yet no i think i'm I'm sticking with the og name which is kind of feudy kind of feudy if you've ever heard of family feud it's better much better. Uh, so you can check it out funny if you feud. go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to support us there, just like our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Pranksy, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, and Anonymous have all done. We appreciate you all so very much and so very equally. I want all of you to know this list of people. Sometimes there's ones I'm like, I like you more than the other. Wow. This list, I love you all. I love you all. Tim, when you said it's better, much better. You mm-hmm. said that exactly the way they say they say it in the Amanda show, specifically the yeah the block blister bit. Did you mm-hmm. do that on purpose? I did. I did. That was and I did it just for you, Bless. That was I did fantastic. It just for I appreciate you. it. You did it for yourself. <laughs> I did it for me. I did it for me, guys. <laughs> All right. I got to come clean. If you don't have a buck to toss our way, that's totally cool. You could use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny. Anytime you're on the Epic store buying whatever it is, those jiggly bits you get uh, with uh, Fortnite or Rocket League or any of the other Epic Game Store games. What do you got, Greg? What? You mad about the jiggly bits? 
you can watch you can rewind it at home for you you see him say jiggly bits you see me frown at it and then you see me fuck up ariel knight so that one's on you that one's on you <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it everybody oh, there. there's anyway, a man's trophy list not afraid of anything and i shouldn't even say <laughs> man there there's an adult's trophy list all right not some child showing up to the party right now it's a nice five-star dinner he shows up with his shorts and his nickelodeon shirt on all right this is what you do when you go to a snakes restaurant yeah Greg, talk to me when you fly them aerial aerial nights. Never, never yours, please. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm sniffing around it, bless. I'm sniffing around. It. There's a great chance I'm going to get it before we really get into the show. <laughs> if you get it, I'll reveal my trophies before the end of the show. Well, okay, fine, deal. Wow. Shit. Today we are brought to you by Maple Story and Meundies, but I'll tell you all about that later. It is officially April. We're midway through April, which is crazy to think about, uh, which means we are a quarter through the year, 2022. So did you do it, Craig? No, did no, you no, do that it? That was not a happy oh. This is going to oh, be my final one because I need to be part of the, the show. Stuff. I need to be part of the show. I'm going <laughs> to do this one thing here, all right? We do need you to be a part of the show because today we are talking about the game of the year so far. Every year we do these check-ins throughout the year before we get to the big one at the end of the year. Of course, we have all of kind of funny, all the the, the gamers out there uh, making their top 10 lists and we do the whole voting system and then we result in our game of the year each year. This is different. This is just us doing a little check-in to see where we're at. And I got to say, so far 2022, a bunch of bangers, a bunch of games that I feel like we already can kind of have a consensus agreement that we're going to see uh, nominated for game of the year at the end of the year. And I, I do think it's one of those rare years where, because of things like Elden Ring, we're kind of like starting off with such a, a, a strong hitter that we're like, is it going to get taken down? So that's the conversation I want to have with you guys is right now. Where are y'all at? What are your game of the year so far? Then I kind of want to talk about what upcoming games in 2022 do we think are pretty surefire bets are going to make it in that conversation. And then the final thing that I'm really excited about is, are there any surprises that we think might show up this year to slide into that, into that, those nominations? Bless, I want to start with you. What do you want? You just want to start with my like game of the year, your game of the year, whatever that means to you right now. So right now I have a front runner that like is pretty easily my number one. And then I have a few games that follow it. And like those games I can kind of rearrange. But right now my game of the year is Elden Ring. I think it is like it is the easy pick. It is. And this this goes as far as like me and my personal taste. And then also I think conversation in general in terms of like the back and forth you see on Twitter and on uh, in reviews and in, in, in the way that people talk about it. It seems like the, the, the game that has pushed things forward the most in terms of what action games can be, what RPGs can be, what open world games can be. Elden Ring seems to have pushed things in a way where I'm looking at future games and I'm like, damn, I want to see more games try this out, right? Like we talked about even on uh, a different podcast, I think it was me, me and Greg were talking about how like, you know, I'm looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2, right? Like Breath of the Wild 1, one of my favorite games ever, if not my favorite game ever. Breath of the Wild 2, there are things about that game where now I'm thinking about it in the context of Elden Ring and what Elden Ring has done where I'm like, man, Elden Ring had like, I guess I don't want to spoil things, but like Elden Ring takes its open <laughs> world, right? And like, adds a level of verticality to it that I think is so impressive and so cool. And now I'm like, dude, I'd want to see Breath of the Wild 2 do that. And Breath of the Wild 2, obviously, in the trailers, we see, like, you're going to the sky, you're doing all this different shit, right? But then it's like, dude, the boss fights in Elden Ring and, like, how many there are and the quality of them and the quality of the combat and all this stuff, right? Like, I'm looking forward to games that I'm like, this is the 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 the, the peak. This is, like, the cream of the crop, right? And, like, thinking about ways that they can take lessons and take ideas from Elden Ring. Like, Elden Ring, for me, is that good of a game. And I think, like, at this point, 
within in the way that we talk about open world games, it is that next big step. You know, when we talk about the GTA fives or the Fallout threes or the the Witcher threes, right? Like Elden Ring for me is what I've wanted for uh, out of an open world game since maybe a Breath of the Wild, right? And so I think for me that's first and foremost. I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we go around the table, but. After that, for me, uh, Tim, unless you have some to, to yeah, you know, just with. With, let's stay on the Elden Ring stuff for now because uh, Andy is Elden Ring. I assume it is, but is it your game of the year so far? Yeah, yeah, it's not even close. Like this is a generational, like game of the decade, game of the console generation type thing. Um, and any other game that follows that is still fantastic and would still be in the running for number one or like top three if it were any other year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's really no more that I can add on to what Blessing already mentioned. I think, I think you know what prediction's looking real good right now. Greg mentioning that Elden Ring might be kind of fun as Game of the Year. I said it's either going to be Game of the Year or it'll be a huge disappointment. And it uh, looks lo- looking real good. Looking real good right oh, now. Oh, you added that other? St- oh, that's kind of lame. That's kind of shitty. That, I mean, that was the prediction. I didn't add that. That was you were on the episode. The thing you're referencing is what I did. Right. I said, but it's like, going I th- to be. I game thought you of the just year. said it'll be game of the, kind of fun as game of the year, but I didn't. I don't know. I forgot you added on that it would be a disappointment as well. Like either. No. Or. no what? No. Or. Or. Not. It wouldn't as well. You know what I mean? No. 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 Or. But like that sucks. That's kind of shitty. Like, <laughs> Why does that suck? I mean, it was just. Saying, I mean, I, that's how my confidence level in Elden Ring at the time. This, that it was either going be to be game, game of the year, or, or it'll suck, or it'll be okay, or good, or bad. It's just well, how many? What are? How, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point, Andy. Like you can't predict everything. Yeah, for it. I, I thought the whole time it was just it was going to be kind of funny. Game of the year. I was like, wow, Greg is on it, but clearly you've lost this step. Um, Eric, beat Ariel Knight. Hurry up! I did. Um, you did it. You didn't get the yeah. platinum though. I didn't, and I don't understand why. So that is also why I'm very angry, and uh, I don't know what's going on. Because I, I beat like the level. If you got it. You would have said something. There's no way you're going to beat you, it. You can go back, rewind the footage. You'll see me celebrate, and then I get a very puzzled look at my fucking face because I'm like, "Where's the goddamn trophy? Is it because I use the new d- update level select? What the fuck? Do I have to do it through the thing, Ariel? What the fuck do you want from me? Damn, that's, that's amazing. That's I want to keep this this energy, Greg. I want to I want to go to you. Staying on Elden Ring, I know that sure, it's buddy. not your cup of tea, but do you right. think that Elden Ring, from everything you've seen and from how much everyone loves it, do you think it is going to end up being the game of the year? <sighs> the I mean, yes. I, I would say like it. So Andy doesn't you know come back in fucking four more months and act like I'm I said something cool and then take it away. Yes, I think Elden Ring will be our game of the year. I do think the toss up is who we have voting on game of the year. You know what I mean? That's always where we get into it, where, you know, we, we've had two years with the cool voting system, right? That led to unexpected results with Ratchet winning last year and before that Final Fantasy VII. And I feel like this year, enough people are going to be all about Elden Ring and putting it at the number one spot to get those 10 points that it should be insurmountable. But it gets, because Barrett, I assume, and I, just for chiming in, right, we can get your opinion in a second, Barrett, but is Elden Ring your game of the year so far? uh for a while i didn't think it was going to be but uh yes it it is after and rolling so it, like, credits yes that's three tens right there and that's where it starts to get like okay well how big are we making it this year for voting who all's coming in because obviously i don't think it won't be on my list probably you know what i mean I, I i at some point do want to give it a college try and go back to it or whatever after uh being in between reviews and not loving what i played uh, but knowing what it was i'm sorry what was that Back back season. Season. yeah exactly yeah, that's the time. but and like tim i doubt it'll be on your list right so then it's like you start getting into like what's going to be up there and i think behind elden ring it gets into such a motley assortment of games that that's where it gets really interesting of could any of those games put together the points to get there 
And when you get back there, I don't, what do you see that we're all going to be unified on, right? Like I would assume for not everyone, but a lot, Horizon's going to be on the list. I don't know if it's going to be high on people's list, but it could tabulate some points that way, you know, make a, a, a run that way. If Starfield comes through, right? Starfield could be up there for sure. You know, a, a lot of us love Bethesda games. And I think that, again, it could be one of those games that gets enough points behind it. Yeah, but, enough people play. Yeah. yeah, you get through that, though, and you get into this smattering of, you know, what is a, a Paris going to think? You know, Paris, literally, not the, not the country or the the city. What's Paris going to think of uh, Game of the Year? And where is he going to shake out on things? And is he voting? And then, you know, Mike Howard's going to fucking just do some goddamn snowboarding game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, no, you don't know what's going to happen. Sea of Thieves, yeah. another uh, second year in a, I, a row. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the t- that's the tough thing, right? Like when we look at Ratchet, the, the big reason why Ratchet won our game of the year last year was because Ratchet was a game that all of us played, all of us loved, and it ended up on every single one of our lists. And I think it was the yeah. only game, Barrett, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it that ended up on the, every single one of our lists. It list. was the only game that was on every single one of our lists. And for everybody yeah. that was like, man, this nobody even voted this number one. It was number one on mine, all right? Yeah, we'll get there. There it is. So, like, I'm sure Horizon, like, right now, and I, I don't mean to jump the gun, but like, I imagine Horizon right now is Greg's number one. And that there's a chance that that might not change by the end of the year. And if Horizon's that game, right? And, Hor- and if Janet has Horizon, let's say, in, in the top three of her list, and then if Paris has Horizon in his list, right? And I'm going to have Horizon in my list probably. And if Andy does too, right? Like, I think there's, there's a chance there, given the audience that we are uh, in, in the way that we play games, where you see enough points get allocated that way, where it, slowly usurps uh Elden ring i think I there's a chance of that i think i think it i think when greg plays uh cabin bear where you play uh, a bear that goes through puberty and put makes a shop do you realize how close you are to the one of the games it. i am very excited about where you're a bear who runs a bed and breakfast oh my god i forgot that was a fucking game oh yeah <laughs> I was gonna say that like your best bear friend, and yeah, you you have like a, a what's up, what's up, bless. Oh, uh, I said, is it called Bear and Breakfast? Bear game? and it Breakfast, is. yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's um, that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, be, you're fucking worse when that's game of the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like you make scrambled eggs, and it's an allusion to like your your father passing away or some sure. shit. Like, sure. yeah. You're going to cry a lot. God forbid that I want, yeah, storytelling and not just, all right, you're this fucking guy who can't land a lady, so now go out and kill a bunch of shit. Look at this thing. Look at this. A spirit Halloween barfed out a bunch of the fucking lanky dudes. That's a really cool idea. There's always something to do in this fucking jaggy-ass world as you look all around. Go fight them. Jaggy oh, ass <laughs> Greg Miller, yeah, where at. are you? Is Horizon your game of the year so far, or what is your number one so far? You know, Tim, it's an interesting year as always. You sit here, you look into yourself, you look at the list of games you've played already for these first four months, and you say, what is the best game I've played this year? What is the game that is game of the year for the first four months? And shockingly, ladies and gentlemen, Horizon Forbidden West is not my game of the year so far. We would be lying to ourselves. I would be lying to myself. Oh, no, this man. If I didn't say WWE 2K22 is an insanely good wrestling game. I knew where this is going. Insane. I mean, like, I'm not doing a bit. I'm not doing a character. I'm not doing the Greg Miller Avengers thing where I like Avengers, but it's a shit game. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Greg, I got to tell you, when you were leading to this, I was like, oh, shit, he's about to say WWE. And then I had a moment like, how is he going to bring Avengers into this? How is he going sure. to? And, uh, well, so I think I'm, it's I'm for at least saying the name. It got, you, you, know how I, you know how I do it. I do, you know, I'll double down and do a character sometime. And I want to hear why Blessing so like, oh, God damn it, blah, blah, blah. But like, WWE oh, 22 yeah, like I'm, I've for sure had, I've had more fun with, and like this is obviously so 
convoluted and difficult, right? Like we're comparing two different games that are trying to achieve incredibly different things. Like obviously. And I do not think that when we get to the end of the year and we sit there and we vote for game of the year, I do not expect to vote WWE 2K22, my game of the year. I'm just talking about these first four months, right? But I can't believe how much I still want to play this game. And again, the same thing we said in the review is the same thing I'm I'm having every day, which is sitting down and turning it on and going, all right, what do I want to do? It's not that I want to jump in and I'm just doing the career or I'm just doing this or I'm just doing that. It is uh, it, to give you an, an idea of my continued, uh, not obsession, but like enjoyment of this game. We're sitting there Friday of last week. We are within a couple hours of putting Portilla to sleep. And so we're on the bed and we're saying our goodbyes. And we're hanging out with him. It's not like this entire whole, whole time we're like, you know, fucking rocking him back and forth and sobbing or whatever. But we're sitting there and we're talking about him, sharing memories of his life and yada, yada, yada. And Jen uh, see, uh, is talking to me or whatever. And on my phone, you hear the startup screen of the PlayStation. And Jen's like, what are you doing right now? Are you playing Puzzle Quest? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not playing Puzzle Quest. WWE just put out some new locker codes for my faction. So I'm catching those in via remote play. And she's like, I respect it. All right, cool. Like, I want to go do that kind of stuff. I want to get the cards. I want to play my faction. I want to keep, I haven't even finished Ray's thing because there's so much to do with the story, the showcase mode or whatever. And then as they just showed, right, the, the KFW stuff we're doing is so much fun. It is so much fun to create these characters and put them in. And again, I'm not creating most of these characters, but you know, customizing them and use them and have them be our friends and just watch the AI fight and commentate over it. But then of course, playing the game is still so much fun. I, I don't think I've talked about it on Gamescast since then. I think I talked about it on maybe a PS I Love You, but like, you know, after GDC, uh, my friend Sean was in town, one of the guys I do play Avengers with. And, you know, he came over and we had a bunch of beers in the backyard and then we came in and we just played wrestling games. And we did the old school like thing you would do with your friends of like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we went through our, you know, favorite wrestlers and it was that thing of like, all right, cool. Let's do random, do random three times. And then you get to pick from those wrestlers who you're going to play as in this match or whatever. And we did that and we ran the different, you know, hell in a cell and this, that, and the other, you know, online I've played obviously on streams and stuff. I've had a lot of fun with that. I think it's the system they have on top of it, the reversals, the kickouts, all that. Like it is such a well done wrestling game. And again, yes, I'm a wrestling game fan. It's one of the reasons I am who I am and love video games the way I do is because I was, you know, on those uh, games from, basically day one and so to be here in 2022 have that you know love of wrestling games reignited by this thing i can't look past that like we can talk about horizon if you want but i know i want to know a little bit more about I, wwe where blessing was like what the fuck i I, I love this i just wanted to say i love this and i think even the way that our audience is interacting with it i think shows a lot of care about how we are interacting with the game and it's also kind of like reignited this passion that uh, of mine that I want to do what we're doing for this with like W with uh with NBA 2K like mm, I yeah, yeah I want all of us to be a team a created team hell I yeah do with a franchise like I want to do that for the <laughs> NFL like we create our obviously like it's a lot more personal it's a lot funnier whenever you see your character's face on the character um, but I think it's I don't know I think it just kind of like opened up this whole sort of um lane of of entertainment that we can kind of uh include with the audience i think it's really dope yeah hearing you break it down i think makes it make sense to me uh and i think it i think for me it's the thing of it's a testament to how good uh of a year this is for video games where in my head when i'm thinking of where wwe 2k uh, lies on my list right like going through it i am like man 
I do think that I see this competing with Dying Light 2, a game that surprised me when I played that and I really enjoyed, right? Like, I could see WWE overtaking that. And even if I see it overtaking that, right, I could, I could see how it works its, its way up your list, especially mm -hmm. in the way that we've experienced it, right? Like, one, this is a comeback for WWE games and it's a good one. But then also, like, hanging out, like, watching KFW, playing on my own, playing my factions, going through all that, right? Like, engaging with the systems. It is a really fun game to play and it's a game that... I have not gotten super tired of yet. Like I'll still jump in and like do a couple faction matches and unlock the card packs and get excited when I get new wrestlers. And I think that alone is a testament to like how how good they are in terms of like the modes. And I'm not even dip, dipped into the my rise and all that stuff. Um, I think there's that. And I think like even what again when going back to KFW, watching the the streams and watching all the created wrestlers and watching like the announcements on Instagram of like Andrew Renee has joined, like Janet Garcia has joined, Lucy James, like all that stuff. One by itself, right? I think has taken the game and made it kind of bigger than it is in terms of like the way we engage with it. And like, yeah, that is to the credit of the game, right? The, the game gives us those tools to do that. But then it also reminds me of what I've always wanted out of a WWE game, like even playing back in the day, like playing SmackDown, just bring it or SmackDown versus Raw, and like thinking about uh, creating characters that weren't in the game, right? Like, what is the formula I can find online to create uh, uh, Jeff Hardy or whoever's not in this version of the game I'm playing? And then like, creating my own like my own leagues and like doing like this role playing thing that in my when I was playing as a kid right was just all in my head and was just me playing the game by myself seeing that taken all the way to the degree of where we're at now we're in we're, we're in 2022 and we have twitch and we have an audience we have all these things and like seeing you do it for me like <clears throat> is kind of the fulfillment of that original like wish that I had as a kid uh and for me that's that's super cool right and like I I can totally see like after all that like this game being up there in terms of our game of the year discussion yeah, and I think that's what, you know, is so difficult to look past it in terms of this very preliminary conversation. Obviously, I wouldn't go to the mat, eh, no pun intended, uh, for this versus Elden Ring or whatever. But, like, it is awesome to see the excitement behind this. And real quick, too, I guess, you know, I think sometimes we take for granted that everybody knows everything. Uh, KFW is kind of funny wrestling, and it's uh, me and Snowbike Mike uh, on our, my Twitch days commentating over a federation we've started that is kind of funny wrestling that is all of us created in the game thanks to of course olive party and lighter uh ken lighter uh and, and make we just have the ai play the matches we have a bunch of different feuds if you're an audio listener right now if you wanted to click over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games right now you're seeing the kfw ring we've been working on recently uh kaka beware here uh Khalif adams in the ring getting ready to face off against meta cricket uh it's this crazy stupid thing we're doing and again you know, it's something I had had the idea for uh, over my paternity leave, and I wanted to come back and do it with Fire Pro. But oh, when we were in between those times, I noticed, of course, that Achievement Hunter was doing the exact same thing. And I was talking to Aaron Porter over there, and she was telling me about how they were doing in WWE 2K19 and all this stuff. And I, I watched some of what she had been doing already, and I was like, this is so good that I don't want to, I don't even want to do it yet until my head wrapped around it. And so when 2K22 dropped and was excellent it invigorated that and then when uh freddie olive party and ken ken lighter uh started making stuff for us it really went to the, ne the next gear and they've been amazing partners uh we are taking care of them uh they are making stuff for us they are you know getting face scans from us and doing all sorts of stuff and you know we're doing it now every monday on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we're building to our first pay-per-view april anarchy and it's this thing that it's awesome that you guys are excited about it because that was my main thing when i started it of like i knew i'd be all about it but like I wasn't even sure if I could get Mike super into it or if it would be something he just puts up with for my streaming days. But, you know, the way Andy's been excited for it and like the other day, 
you know, Andy share played into my PlayStation five to edit his own character. Cause he wanted to tweak just a little bit and like, you know, bless the fact that you want to do your own move set. And everybody's had input on what they're doing and shit. It's really outrageous. And I, I'm having so much fun with it. And I see us doing it for a long time. Dude. I, I am blown away by what you guys have done with it. I am so excited about it. Like I, it is one of those things where I'm like, I need to watch it. And if I can't watch live, like I am going back and watching the VOD, like the, this is the beginning of something that I think is going to be very special. And like, it's going to be an important part of kind of funny history. And like, uh, we, we keep saying this, but like that it's because of the game. Like, I feel like it'd be easy for a lot of people to listen to this and be like, okay, well, you're, you're saying this is one of your game of the years because of a community that you have and all this stuff. And it's like, well, no, like part of this game, a big part of this game is the customization and, and is all the different options you can have to kind of gamify it. However you want to do that. And that's all backed up by a very solid gameplay system in WWE yeah. 2K uh, with the, the wrestling itself. So, I, I'm very, very, very impressed. How difficult is it if I wanted to go in and like tweak my stuff? Like, oh, super do easy. I have to do the role play stuff, or can I just like download my character, do it on my system, and re-upload it? Or just uh, it like depends. That? I think the initial stuff that got uploaded was uh, not re-uploadable, so I think that's got how it. they were setting it up. But I, you, we can always ask them to change that, and they would change it for you. But like another way, like the thing you're always uh, welcome to do is like I was talking about is share play off my screen where we party up on the PSN and then you just take control of my thing because cool. we're using my save. So it's easy to go in there and tweak and do whatever awesome. you want to. And yeah, so, you know, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games every Monday. And then uh, starting next week, uh, they're posting on Tuesdays on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. We're breaking out the actual part that is the show. So it's, if you've never watched, it's the normal three hour stream, but the first hour is us all fucking around. Then we run an intro for the show, uh, KFW Midday Mayhem. We do all the commentating and we do it in character and then we end with an outro. And so that part is going to get uploaded to youtube.com slash kind of funny games on an episodic uh, function starting next week. And yeah, I mean, obviously, real, real quick, just to, to go off that, Andy, is the um, what's going to be awesome about this is we're, there's two episodes done and episode three comes out next Monday uh, to catch up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games on Sunday. We're up, uploading episode one, Monday, episode two, and then Tuesday will be episode three. So if you haven't seen anything, it's going to be a perfect time to catch up starting this Sunday. Uh, but yeah, Andy, go for it. I just wanted to say, like, I, I'm really blown away by the level of customization. And I know that this is something the game has had for a long time, but it, I think it just kind of shows you. I think it just goes to show how much gaming has lacked with character customization recently, where I am I'm legitimately just blown away by the amount of things to wear and ways to decorate yeah. that thing that you're wearing. At least like color code and all that stuff. Yeah. Like different text like the textures you can put uh on uh for different outfits, like for each like change the material. You have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you can change the material and make it pop. In a lot of different ways, cloth, like, leather, like glitter, like there's so many different yeah. variations of everything, and um, I just was able to get a taste of that as I was editing my character, and it was so funny. I'm like, Greg, what do I get a fucking t-shirt? How do I like? And he was like, You're in you're in the jacket section. I was like, Oh, I thought I was just like in the tops <laughs> section. I thought these were all just tops that you could wear. These are only jackets and variations of hoodies and vests and all sorts of things. And when I say variations, there's like 35 or 40 of these things and then you can go to the shirt section which is about 35 or 40 different variations of shirts and cutoffs and these have slashes in the back like across the cloth this is cut off at the waist there's just so many different variation in there uh and i was pretty blown away by my options and uh yeah, yeah I, I don't know it's it's definitely surprising that i i didn't expect to be as into this until kind of greg started getting it off the ground and when greg approached 
uh, Greg had already talked to Tim about the whole Fire Pro Wrestling thing, and he brought it to me. It was like, would you like to be into this creatively? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm I'm always down to clown. Uh, but this is just kind of taking it to another level where I've seen the potential, and it's just something you kind of want to be a part of because it is really cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to fuck around in like in uh, like a few weeks ago, or not even a few weeks ago when the first game first came out, like about a month or so ago. Uh, I started doing tabletop role playing, right? Like not D anD D is a game called Blaze in the Dark, uh, but like for that, I wanted to visualize a character, and I just went into the WWE character <laughs> creator for that, and like made my character in there, and I was like, I was having a good time with it, right? Like I think again, this is such a testament to how well done the tools are in there, and like to Tim's point of us talking about like. Yeah, like this game is up there because of our experience and because of the way we interact with it in the community and all that stuff. But like, I'll say the same thing for Elden Ring for me. Like, that's a game that I love as much as I love because of the conversations that came out of it and because of like not only just playing the game and exploring the world and doing all that stuff, right? But then like after weeks after the game coming out, going on TikTok and seeing people do like their own anime builds where they're playing as like One Punch Man or like the other day I saw somebody do a Will Smith build where they like <laughs> they customize the character as Will Smith and they invade people's games and slap them and walk away, right? Like those are the things that people are doing at Elden Ring and like seeing that stuff on YouTube and seeing it on TikTok and all that stuff is part of the experience of me going, man, this game is great. Like the fact that there's this level of customization for people to make Goku or make whoever they want in the game and like find their own, own ways to express that for me is part of the experience and part of what makes these kinds of games special. Bless, let me just tell you this. Somebody tagged me in a tweet today of a moment in Elden Ring. You know, do you remember Latena the Summon? She's like one of the summons no. you can get. She just shoots arrows. She's an albinarch. She cannot walk. Her like her mm -hmm. you find her. She's like a part of a she's a side quest or whatever. But I was using her for a while and she's just stationary because um, because these albinarchs were created and they were created um, where they just kind of break down quickly and they die at a young age. Uh, but she just stays there and she just shoots arrows. And uh, I used her for a while because it was cool to like get the bosses to go to her and then I would just hit them, get the aggro, she'd shoot at them. And uh, she is the same sort of race in the in the Arctic section where you saw people shooting arrows off of wolves, like riding wolves on like yeah. horseback. Mm -hmm. So I saw a video today of a guy who summoned Latena while he was fighting a wolf and then she climbed on the wolf. No way. And that level of interactivity is like the type of thing that always blows me away with from software games. And she was she's able to climb on the big white wolves and ride them as she shoots arrows. And she like be, she kind of just uses them as like her pet in the way. And so those that wild wolf is now your friend. Yeah. And it reminds me like that's the best thing away. about like the when we're talking about the best of the best open world games for me, that's like always the best thing where like it reminds me of watching the IGN. 100 unique things about um Metal Gear Solid 5 like 100 unique things 100 unique details usually is what yeah. it is and they'll show like oh yeah if you keep getting headshots in the daytime like that'll that'll then change the way that the NPCs will react right like that level of like yo let's react to the way the player plays and figure yeah. out ways to like you know surprise them in 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 surprising ways like that stuff always i think is so cool yeah. i just want that was just a little tidbit of Ellie Ryan i want to throw in there tim what's your game of the year so far i really want to know it's an excellent question, Barrett, but before we answer it, let me tell you about our sponsors. 
Shout out to MapleStory for sponsoring this episode. After 17 years of rich MMO gameplay wrapped in a unique 2D side-scroller, MapleStory is ready to proudly lean into its cute, pixelated aesthetic. The aggressively cute campaign aims to showcase the unexpected juxtaposition of cuddly, smiley characters with rich, multi-layered MMO gameplay. The campaign focuses on telling a story of immense character customization, a vast array of weapons and mounts to choose from, a seemingly endless horizon of lands to explore and battle all, while dealing huge amounts of damage to monsters of all shapes and sizes i know a lot of people out there love maple stories so, hey come check out this armed and adorable campaign this is your world with over 40 classes and thousands of cosmetic customization options you can play how you want and there's just so much good stuff 18 years of content no signs of slowing means you'll never get bored you can go to maplestory.nexon.net that's maplestory.nexon.net for more or you can just click the link in the description this episode is brought to you by me undies i love me undies you guys have heard me talk about me undies for years at this point i'm always wearing the me undies shirt the me undies lounge pants the me undies undies the me undies socks i can go on and on and on if me undies putting out a product chances are tim gettys is wearing them. the me undies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order savings on virtually everything they make exclusive sales and early access to their newest stuff there's kind of no reason not to join get super soft undies bralettes or socks shipped directly to your door and live a more comfortable life knowing you always have what you need at your fingertips when you step out of the shower meundies has a great offer for all of you any first-time purchasers you can get 15 percent off for a limited time if you sign up for their free to join meundies membership you can get 25 percent off your first membership item to get 25 percent off your first membership item or 15 percent off your first order and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny and now that we're back, I don't think it's a surprise. You guys want to guess? Say it in three, two, one. Kirby. Kirby. No, Sifu, guys. What the oh, fuck? Didn't oh. that? No, it is undeniably Sifu. Uh, in the same way you guys were talking about Elden Ring, like being number one and there being a pretty, pretty big gap uh, with, behind number, or in front of number two. I'm the same way where Sifu is my number one. Kirby is my number two. I love Kirby so much, but Sifu to me has that game of the year quality to it where it is just such a special game uh such a, a unique kind of run of a genre a unique take on this genre and it got me into a style of game that i normally am not into and i know we've talked a lot about it this year and i'm sure we're going to continue to talk a lot about it but i really do think that it is a, a truly special experience that i find myself going back to a lot and I, i've already platinum it i've already done everything this game has to offer but it's just fun to play and um i'm always drawn to the these kind of like fast-paced gameplay first type things like think about me i like sonic i like tony hawk i like rhythm games and sifu has a lot of those elements to it and i find myself having fun with every single level in the game and just I'll, like one day i'll just go in and be like you know what i'm just gonna go through the museum again and another day i'll pop in i'll be like i'm gonna go to the tower i'm gonna go the whole long way and it's like just adding dumb fun little kind of uh gameplay gimmicks to my own experiences giving me so much fun gameplay out of all of this like it's, it's a, a level of fun in a video game that i haven't really experienced in a, in a while like not to this level um and i can't wait for dlc like i i don't think it's officially been announced yet but it is such a game that uh 
would be perfect to just have an extra level or two extra levels, whatever it is. And unlike a lot of other games where like, oh, I really love this, but I don't think the DLC can like really capture the magic. I almost guarantee that if there's DLC for this game, it's going to be just as good, if not better than any of the levels in this. And it's because they have such a good core down and there's, there's so many variations that they can build on and they don't even really need to add too many extra things. They just need to keep up the creativity that they have. Like, you know, talk. the more I think about it and the more I replay it, I'm just so blown away that every level has one layer deeper uh, of aesthetic change up than you expect there to be. Yeah. And it always wows you. It's never just, oh, here's the tower. It's you're in a tower. Now, all of a sudden, you're underground. And you would never see like that combination of things happening. The museum is probably the best example of it overall, where every single room is literally a work of art. Um, but I... I am more impressed with Sifu now in April than I was when I first played it a couple months ago. And it just, I just, I can't stop thinking about this video so, game. I, and if you, I, I, we should, well, the question I want, and we don't have to do it right now, because I know you guys, uh, Andy and Bless, have a lot to say about Sifu. But I want to know eventually is how close Kirby was or is to it. But I'm sorry, if you want to continue the Sifu conversation, I shouldn't do it right Blessing. I, I can hop in, yeah, because like I'm, I'm so happy to, to hear that this is your number one, because it, it is my number two uh, for my game of the year, right? Like, it, if you told me that, in April, Horizon would be my number three. After two other games, I'd be like, "There's no way, that's crazy." But like somehow, it's happened, right? With Sifu, like this is one. This is one that I was so amazed by when I first got my hands on it because we were playing it during the review period, and it was one of those. It was one of those ones where I was like, "All right, like I know this game is special, but like I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna like hit up Andy and hit up Tim about it, and like be like, "Yo, y'all, you gotta try this game." And it's that thing of you never know how it's going to hit because like I've had that before where I played the Forgotten City and I was like, dude, this game is special. But then like not as many other people loved it as much um, or at least like it was, wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Right. Sifu, I, as I was playing it, I was like, dude, I think this is a very special game. Like, oh, Man, it's so special. He heads out on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Wow. That's how special mm. this game is. Yeah. What a fame defend his pick. Can't even defend his pick. Um, I <laughs> wanted to mention real quick that like Tim, I, I'd. I am waiting with bated breath for whatever this DLC announcement will be if we ever do get it. Because in the just reading an, uh, an article from a month ago that Sifu sold one million copies in a month with U.S. and China as key markets. And wow, that's awesome. That's excluding whatever sort of exclusive money they got from Epic for the deal. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, this seems to have been a moneymaker in a in a pretty decent way. And I would be really shocked if we don't get some sort of follow up of. Here, uh, now you get to play these levels as Yang or whatever. Like, I, I think all that shit could be really cool. I just Bless. hope it's not like... Please continue. I just hope I don't it's not like extra added players. I, I don't want, like, this sort of Ghost we'll Runner DLC you get of, like, well, now you get to play as the lady and the other dude. Like, I don't I don't really want that. I want, like, new levels. You know, I want yes. more substance to that's it. A very, that's a very, very good point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bless, but you got caught off pretty early there. Oh, dude, that was pretty early. Damn, I was going on for a while. But uh, I was basically saying that, like, you know, playing this game during review was such a special time just because, like, it was one of those ones where I knew was special, but I was so curious on how I was going to hit with other people. And so seeing Andy and Tim, like, love it as much as I did, I was like, hell yeah, let's fucking go. But to Tim's point about how, like, each each level feels like there are multiple layers to it and how much of a work of art it feels like. Like, <clears throat> for me, the thing that always impressed me about Sifu was how designed it felt room to room and how much it felt like they really meticulously thought about the path that the player was going to take and the ways that the player was going to interact with enemy like placement. the enemy placement. Yeah. And like the item placement or weapon placement in each level where you do walk into the, to the club and you know, like there, if you play level, level enough, right? Like, you know, there's going to be 
two and dudes once you walk in you know there's gonna be a baseball bat you know like okay i'm gonna take off the take out the two dudes grab the baseball bat walk in see if i can get the double hit with the baseball bat off it the becomes two a strategy game room. yeah <laughs> it becomes this thing of like all right like you're performing choreography like you know exactly how you're gonna take uh take on every single room you're in and you have a plan of attack and i think that falls in line so well with the the like the premise of the game of it being this thing that you're doing over and over again um and so yeah no i'm like supremely impressed by the game and yeah like it's easily my number two and it's going to be i think it's going to be by the end of the year still somewhere in my top four i have to imagine i'll make a Dude, prediction that, oh, sorry. that club section you're talking about right there is i think a testament to what i'm saying now of just liking the game even more as time goes on i remember a time where i was doing that for the literal 27th time in the same day and being like i I hate this and I'm never going to like <laughs> like this level again. And I'm at a point now where like the club might be one of my favorite video game levels of all time. And it yep. is because of the section here where it is just so satisfying. And like the better you get at the further you get in the game, you're just like, I totally got this shit down. And it does become this like highly choreographed dance that you're doing as you're beating the living hell out of everybody. And it feels so damn good. I love it so much. Andy Cortez. And then I want to get back to Barrett. Yeah, it could just, it could have just been a really good combat game with incredible um, mechanics and fun button inputs and combos and cool parries and things like that. But it's it really is the added level of presentation and design and art that takes it to a whole different level of game of the year consideration type thing for me, where I think this game would have been fun regardless without all of the cool, gorgeous things to look at. But the way that it presents itself, the way that it uh, introduces new sort of, um, I guess, like new concepts and uh, visually, like here's what the museum is and here's how all of this kind of me uh, meshes with the story. I think it's just so impressive. Yeah, the thing yeah. I was going to say is um, similar to Greg's prediction of uh, if Elden Ring is going to be game of the year or it's going to be the worst game of, uh, of all time um, because, you know, he, he can't commit to just like one side. No, no. Baron, you're CEO junior. Why <laughs> you got to do that? Why you got to uh, do that? No, I love this? you, Greg. You, you, you made a perfect prediction there. Um, I, I, I think at the end of the year, the lowest this gets in our top 10 is number three. Um, and that I, I think that's dependent on if God of War Ragnarok comes out. I don't. Mm. If Ragnarok doesn't come out, I think this will, will most likely be our number two. Um, just thinking about like what's going to be on most people's lists, like where where those are going to like shake out and stuff like that. Uh, the one thing that I'll that I'll add because uh, uh, like Bless and Andy, like my game of the year is Elden Ring. Um, it was Sifu, and uh, it wasn't until like I, I really got into the second half of Elden Ring. Uh, Sifu got bumped down to number two. Um, the one thing I'll still hold Sifu, I think, above Elden Ring is learning the game. Of learning enemy placement, learning bosses and stuff like that. And, like, uh, what, Andy, you say all the time of, like, downloading boss fights into your brain and stuff like that. Like, I still, I think I had a more fun time doing that than I in Sifu than I did in Elden Ring. The thing that Elden Ring gets me with is just like the exploration of that game. How expansive um, it is. Yeah, how expansive it is and and how much there is to it. I still really enjoyed like learning the bosses that I that I uh fought and stuff like that, but you know, there's something just so addictive and I think just more my pace when it comes to Sifu of the combat and stuff like that very similar to Tim of just like that kind of pacing of, of uh, fighting mechanics and the vibe and stuff like that. Like, Sifu's is goddamn incredible. I had a dream that God of War got delayed. And if that's true, am I a soothsayer? Like, am I a 
like a fortune teller type. Like, clear I, mean, you... I feel like a lot of people have predicted already that that could easily happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, <laughs> here's, here's my prediction God of War comes out in 2022 or 2023 or 2024. I'm Greg Miller. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's Fucking here's my guy. prediction, right? And I like this could transition into like the game of their contenders that have yet to come out yet. If God of War Ragnarok comes out this year, I think God of War Ragnarok will be our game of the year. I think it'll overtake Elden Ring because I think more of us will play it and more of us will have it high on our list, right? Sure. Like I don't think it'll overtake Elden Ring for me. We'll see, but like even if I have it, but that's even where if, you like, get into the point thing, right? Where if yeah. it's number two and it's getting nine points from you, eight. Points if it's my from number Andy, two, if it's yeah. Andy's number two, right? If it's Bear's yeah. numbered one or two, right? And it ends up number one on like Tim Greg's Janice list, then I think that's how it ends up being game of the year. It's universally that type of genre that we're all going to play, and we all feel like it's the Avengers movie that we all have to go see. Like mm-hmm. it's appointment viewing, sure. and I don't disagree with that at all. Blessing, I definitely see it as the ratchet uh, and clank from last year um where all of us are just kind of but it'll, it'll be better than the ratchet and clank we all just love for the 20 record, for the people listening who are like how dare you compare ratchet to god of war not saying oh it's no but be, you like, know what i mean like it, it's yeah. it's the game that the most of us will play like all of us will have it on our list most likely um so that that's what i mean by that yeah it'll, it'll be the game that all of us play and where elden ring is more of an acquired taste even though elden ring definitely grew way beyond its sort of reach of fans this year with this uh entry into the the FromSoft sort of catalog i do think that yeah this will likely be the one that everybody plays and everybody thinks damn that's a number two or three of the year yeah uh, before we move on to the the games that haven't come out yet that we think are going to be on the list are there any other games that we want to talk about that we are like that's definitely on our list and i want to make sure it is known i mean we didn't talk about horizon you know what I mean? And I think that obviously speaks to where we think of Horizon. Not that we don't think it's a great game. Not that we didn't have a great time with it and anything like that. Just the fact that it's not a runaway game of the year. It's, you know, hands down, that's the one that's in front or even at, towards the top of people's list necessarily. I think that's mm-hmm. really interesting. And so, Blessing, why is that for you? I think it's just because it's been such a strong year so far. Yeah. You know, like, it's my number three right after Sifu. And, like, Sifu for me is a game that I'm going to remember forever, right? Like, Elden Ring is another game I'm going to remember forever. And I'll, I'll put Horizon Forbidden West in that ca- category, too. I think the thing that brings it back a little bit is how iterative it is. Like, if this was sure. a, a brand new entry, I think it would stick out more. I think it would it would, it would have blown me away more in terms of, man, we've not seen anything like this before. But it is a lot of what we had from Horizon Zero Dawn. And in my opinion, way more, like polished you know the combat is way more optimized right way more options i think the way the open world is uh, the way the open world is done is for me a step above what horizon zero dawn had i love the forbidden west i love the real world locations they have in the game i even love like the story i think the story is a step up as well in the side quest and like every single thing horizon forbidden west i think needed to do to be a step up from horizon zero dawn uh it did um but I think with just how strong of a year it's been, right? Like Elden Ring and C4 are just the ones that take away from me. But yeah, I think this is, it's a game, this game is for sure going to be on the list. And I think, yeah. I think as of right now, I'm, this game will be top five out of whatever 10 we end up with. Probably number, maybe number four, maybe number three, depending. Um, it's an, it, for me, it still stands like an incredible game that like I could see on, a, a, like if it's not number one on our, our list, I think it will be number one on like some websites list. Like I think it'll be out there. I agree. For sure. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a game of the year on some other lists. I, I I wonder how much of it goes into the expectation sort of category for me, where I I think because Horizon One was so good, I expected this to be as good as it was, and yep. 
it's it's a great ass game and again i recommend anybody play who has a ps5 that wants a really really awesome uh open world video game that will that's massive like this game is huge and there's so many things to do and the combat is fun as hell and yeah they definitely improved on what they needed to improve from part one but i don't know if they did anything extra outside from for me the technical aspect is still the most impressive thing for me about this game the technical aspect of these npcs are better than a lot of main characters uh you know facial capture and animation and stuff that you see in most games like the smallest characters you meet have way more attention to detail than so many characters you'll see and talk to in any other video game and that's just like that's such a level of love and care that they put into that and those are the things that kind of make horizon stand um stand apart from the prior version of it from the uh from part one forbidden west but i think yeah i think wait did i say forbidden west zero Zero dawn yeah Yeah. but i i think forbidden west i think if maybe zero dawn was less good like if if zero dawn comes on and it's like a like a seven ish out of ten i think we think of this game a lot more highly than we would but i think part one was so good Mm. and part two comes out and is like better but by no means like it does does it blow me away in any way people were comparing it from assassin's creed 1 to assassin's creed 2 of the set between zero dawn forbidden west and i just couldn't see that personally and i know i've got kind of i'm less enthused about that series than uh, the rest of us are right but i just i i did not see that that's too much no yeah it 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 reminds me of an old uh, kind of funny adage but it was it was fallout 4 to an extent Mm. where remember tim where you asked me what was my concern for fallout 4 i was like i i hope that it's not just a better looking fallout 3 and that's really what it was and so like horizon as you said zero dawn andy is a great game that was an awesome breakout hit for gorilla that we uh, you know pretty much universally enjoyed and so you get this one and i remember those first looks at it and being like man it looks a lot like zero dawn i hope they shake that up they break that up and i think they did once you got into the open world when you really got into the forbidden west there were different environments and the way they use cities and the way they, they use traversing the west that's all there and some of the you know the traversal methods and things like that but Overall, the game does feel like a true sequel to Zero Dawn, which is great and is a really fun game and is awesome. But yeah, expectations were already set. You expected this game to be a PlayStation 5 version, even though it's not PlayStation 4, a PlayStation 5 version of Zero Dawn. And like that, again, is what I turn my eyes to for Ragnarok, where I get worried, too. Where, you know, God of War 2018, my favorite game of all time. I think just a complete masterpiece stem to stern. And so, number one, it's hard to follow up a game that that's beloved, that is that beloved. But how do you follow up a game and not make it feel samey? How do you like, you know, one of the reasons 2018 God of War was so great is that it was such a shakeup. It wasn't the traditional God of War we had seen four times, five or five, six, if you count the PSP games, Andy. I think that I am already going to God of War's sequel, knowing that I love the characters uh, more than I do Horizon's characters and sort of the story that they're telling there. Although I always, I, I've said it a million times, I think the story in Horizon is really cool. I just, the, you know, for people who kept telling me, like, you just didn't put enough time into it. Like, if if I don't like an actor's catalog, I'm not going to like more movies that actor comes out in. I just, I'm not a huge fan of it. And I've just never been a fan of Aloy. I've never really been interested in, I, I've just never been really entertained by uh, whenever she's on screen talking to other characters, I just mm-hmm. it just doesn't vibe with me. 
Sure. Um, but I love Kratos and I love Atreus and I love the story being told there and I love the back and forth with Brock and Sindri and all of those characters I just vibe with a lot more. And I uh, honestly, for me, it's like on a different side of it where they could just come out with here's the sequel and it's a lot more of what you expect. And it would probably be, you know, of my game of the year if it weren't for if Elden Ring hadn't come out this year, because I just enjoy that combat a lot more. I enjoy the melee combat of God of War uh, more than I enjoyed the combat in Horizon Forbidden West. I think that might also come back to like who, what Santa Monica is as a studio uh, versus like who Gorilla is as, as a studio where Horizon Zero Dawn was so dope because it came after because it was dope in its own right. But also it came after Killzone, which I think was the big surprise of, oh, oh, snap, like these guys have this like they can do this. And so when you see them follow up with Forbidden West, it is a oh, yeah, we know we, we know they can do this now. Like, you know, and I wouldn't change. There's like very few things I would change about Forbidden West as a game. Like I have my critiques here and there. Right. Like there are story moments that I would tweak. There are like there's a few gameplay things that I might tweak. But for the most part, I think forbidden west is exactly what it needs to be and it's yeah. perfect for me but then <clears throat> but then like you know in a, a few weeks ago not even a few weeks ago during our horizon episode ps love you um i think toward the end of the episode me and greg had a, and janet had a conversation about like all right how do you is is gorilla games on the level like are they an s-tier playstation developer and during that conversation i was like ah, oh, for me for me i put like santa monica and naughty dog at s-tier and then at the next tier i do put Gorilla, Insomniac, um, Sucker uh, Punch, Sucker Punch, yeah, Sucker Punch. Uh, I put those three right, and like you know, I think Insom's uh, S rank. Are we about to hash out the same conversation we had on the show? That we, I'm, might, have, um, we might end up might end up hashing it out, but yeah, no, I put Insomniac like, along that side, and I think for me it is because of you know God of War Ragnarok, like is it uh, or God of War. 2018 10 right like naughty dog last was part one and twos right like tens right like uncharted 4 put the, put up there as well whereas like insomniac is still like that consistent nine space to me and that's where i put ghost of Tsushima. that's where i put horizon um and i think they've proven sony santa Monica has proven themselves so much with god of war 2018 and i think when we talk about them following up with god of war ragnarok i have some of that same concern in terms of all right is it gonna be more of what i loved but I think the thing for God of War Ragnarok is one, like that thing that we're going to get more of is already 10 out of 10 level. But then also, I think there's more that you can do to set yourself apart with something like God of War because of story and because of how narrative focused it is compared to Horizon, which is doing the heavy lifting of, of course, like narrative and story, right? But then also like open world mechanics, how the game Character runs, how the quests. game looks, like the side quests, activities, like there's so much in Horizon that you need to follow up on and so you don't have i think as much space to separate and as much space to do something wild whereas god of war ragnarok might kill off kratos right god of war ragnarok might like mm, do some ape mm. shit stuff that like we don't know yet that could be really cool even seeing the trailer and seeing like an older atreus for me is like oh snap that's different like that's already a way that this game is separating itself more than and horizon which i was like cool like we're gonna be we're gonna Six go to the later list. yeah yeah like it's a few months later uh, and God of War 2018 is such a, it's like in that weird, like it's kind of like, it's not really open world, but there's a lot to explore, right? It's a very curated experience. And with the way that they set up uh, things in that game, right, they could have that same very curated, kind of open, kind of linear experience, but in completely different worlds, right? And that's, I think that's another way that uh, things are going to be able to yeah. shape And we're going to go to new realms in this game. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to feel different. That's going to feel like really cool. One thing I want to bring up, 
because you know we all thought this was Tim's game of the year. One game that I was uh, yeah, I've been be... really impressed about was Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, uh, something that I would not have predicted being my number three game of the year so far, uh, but it was, and it really you know it, it's kind of paint by the numbers Nintendo uh, platformer for for kids for most of it, but it's just so joyous. The music is great. The worlds are so imaginative, and the last few hours are just some of the most like batshit insane like. More so than I would say Elden Ring at times of just like, where is this game going? And in the best ways possible, where like, I don't know Kirby lore. I don't know what the significance is here <laughs> other than like, you know, spoilers. You don't game. know the sacred texts of Kirby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's a uh, King Day Day and shit like that. But like, you know, like that's really all I know. So like everything, even knowing the bare minimum that I do, like the way that Kirby was able to deliver in its last like three hours of that game, I was really really impressed by it it's just like so fun to explore and just like have a very linear game that you have reasons to go back and redo levels and like get more waddledies and build up waddledy town it's just like i think it's one of the most solid new games that nintendo has developed in the last few years um and the music yeah. is unbelievably it's good so yeah good. 10 out of 10 um yeah and the one thing i want to shout out is like something that i'm kind of disappointed by almost like the opposite end of Kirby where it's like the farther I get away from Kirby the more I think about it the far the farther away I get from Tunic the less I'm thinking about it Mm. it was unfortunate Mm. because that that was a very highly anticipated game for me for for years and I I did really enjoy it while playing through it and stuff but ever since rolling credits I just I I don't think about it like every once in a while I'm like oh yeah that was a cool way of like how they used the you know the the guidebook to kind of teach you the ways of playing through the game throughout it but Outside of that, I'll, it's like I'll put a poster up outside of your wall just so, like, when you nice. walk by, you're like, "Oh, tunic." That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah tunic, exactly. Tunic. It, it'll probably be a really cute poster, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> I think about uh, Tokyo Ghostwire or Ghostwire Tokyo and how every we, the reviews hit, and then no one in the world ever talked about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to. I do want to give a shout out to Kirby, and then on the on a similar note, I do want to give a shout out to Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, no, which is not on like my top five might be like toward the like very bottom half of my top 10 we'll see where we end up at the end of the year like that is a game that i think for me surprised me so much with how fun the gameplay was and how much that by the very 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 end of the game i ended up caring about the character somewhat that is not something that i would have imagined but like it did it right and it has the incredible soundtrack and like did you do so it much... last i i did, did it. you kill I, chaos i killed chaos tim it I'm was very so satisfying yeah dude when i beat the game i was like man that was fun. That was a fun, solid game that, like, I'm very happy I spent my time with. And I would genuinely recommend to, like, big Final Fantasy fans. Like, it is it is good, right? It could be better, I think. There are, like, a story, narrative. <laughs> that is saying something. It could be better. <laughs> <laughs> that is the understatement of the fucking year. There's, there, there are so many things that could be better about this game, right? Like, story, writing. Like, it's all, it's, like all over the place the but visuals I will dropped say, to 720 at points visuals i think are the worst part of the game the visuals are terrible but Stunning. i will say like writing wise it the writing at some at some points is so bad that i almost love the game for it right like i'm gonna remember this game as a game where i am like Bullshit. every other sentence that jack says i'm like why the fuck would they write that for him and like I don't know if the writing was better. I don't know if I would re- remember the writing as much. If I'm being honest, like I think they oh, hit that I, soft, that good spot. That's all I'm I having was fun with. Dying it. a couple days ago, seeing I think it was on on Andy's TikTok 
uh, a video of him just reacting to some of the dialogue. And I swear to God, like one of the characters just like looks straight at the camera. And it was like it was talking to Andy and I, I lost it. It was the funniest thing I've seen in so long. This game is absolutely absurd. And it is so that unintentionally funny. It just keeps going. And it is every turn you would swear that an AI wrote this dialogue where it doesn't matter what a prior character said. Whatever the character, the next character is going to respond with, like it doesn't. There's no logic to it. There's no like the the amount of cutscenes there are that have no rhyme or reason to belong there. It really just seems like what I kept saying, what I keep saying during my playthrough, because it's like this game is incredibly entertaining. I uh, again, I we talked about things that we. Can you still find the fun in it, right? Like you know, when sure. I talk about the Venom movies, I can't. I can't find the fun in it. I'm just so mad that it is what it is, you know. Uh, but these games, I am laughing at every turn because of just how funny and how bonkers the dialogue and the scenes are. There's a there's a moment where you like, all right, let me go into this mission. Boom, cutscene starts. Cutscene goes. Cutscenes end, and then it's like mission success. And I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just watched the cutscene. I just moved on to the next. Like, it really seems like the American, uh, the American people that work on localization were given a game with a bunch of cutscenes, and were like, oh, "I guess we have to write a story to whatever these cutscenes are doing." Uh, it really just seems like a localized mess. Like, there's like the like translations and shit. stuff have to be so off. It is. It's unbelievable what this game does dialogue wise. But um, the game's fun. The game looks like garbage on pc like i've i booted it up on my xbox and i was like oh i should play this on my pc because i know what this game does visually on consoles and it still looks like shit on my pc at like you know at full resolution full um uh, frame rate it still will suddenly drop again this looks like a ps3 game that never came out that got lost and somebody recovered the file like, yeah they like filed it one day like holy shit it's, it's, it's like yeah. it's really just the engine and the lighting that they're that i don't know how this got past anybody's i'm still um, not convinced i played a ps5 version of the game like i kept checking to make sure that the ps5 icon was there but like every time i would go back to the game i'm like there's no way right like this looks ugly uh well discord froze on me everybody Give me a second. Up, oh, some people are. Is my internet out? Everybody's slowly leaving. Everybody's slowly leaving. Am I still connected to YouTube? That's the big question. Major Discord crash thing. Whoa, yeah, major, major Discord, Discord crash. crash. Huh? Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm still connected to YouTube. I wanted to make sure it wasn't on my end, but yeah, it seemed like all of you guys got kicked out. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, That's crazy. Discord has been weird today. Like, what, Bear? When did we? It's been stop? weird for like a month. I feel like. It's it's been weird for me for like five months at this point. Like it's just not great quality wise. I was gonna mention, um, what was Platinum's multiplayer game that just came out? Uh, Babylon's Fall. Yeah. Babylon's Fall. Babylon's Fall feels like what when people played Babylon's Fall and I hear Imran talking about it, and it seems like a game that just kind of came out without really much oversight. Like there wasn't really anybody checking for quality on it, and I feel like a lot of that happened here, where it's like. Wait, we're using that engine? Why? That's from two generations ago. Yeah. There's no there's no global illumination. The game looks terrible. The game is using film assets uh, or like film quality assets a lot of the times where the models being used are just way too crazy and that's causing a lot of performance issues. 
Um, yeah. Tim, where'd I, you go? What happened? It's a baffling game. Discord totally just kicked me out and then would not reload. But am I back? Is no, everyone hearing? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we all got kicked out. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Sorry. But, uh, uh, we were going to go with the narrative that, you know, Tim was the only one who got kicked out. I know, out. right? I fucking the ball out. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Ah, sorry, I didn't think Why do I even that. wear a nitro rifle shirt? You know what I mean? All I do is get shit on. Doesn't get helped out with a bit at all. My dog died. I'm sad, Andy. Be nice to me. Damn it. I was going to mention before Discord, we need to, like, find a name for, like, the Discord apocalypse happened. I was mentioning that, like, this game reminds me of like all the visuals in this game remind me of when Andy would talk about like the doors in Final Fantasy VII remake or like the like mm. building textures in Nier Automata, except it's for everything in this game. Like everything looks like that. And it's like it's crazy that they it, it got all the way to launch and look looking like this, whereas like Final Fantasy VII remake came out like what a year? Two years ago. God damn, time flies. It came right. out two years ago looking mm. fantastic for the most part, except for the doors. Except for those doors. Tim, are uh, you in a play stranger in paradise yeah that i'm so i don't think i'm gonna end up beating it but like there, there's just too much stuff now that i'm like this just looks entertaining as all hell and this whole backlog season like that seems like the type of game that i i need to get into uh now that i'm finally done 100 of kirby baby let's go it's super uh, entertaining yeah i think you will i think you'll really dig it has, has, has anybody mentioned to you tim that like each level it seems like there's like 15 or so levels somewhere around that and each level is a reference to a different final fantasy game no, I if that's the thing really? I it to you. Yeah, no, that's the thing that Michael Hyam told me, and I was like, "Damn, I did not notice." That is really huh. cool. Wait, yeah. sorry, there's just a reference in the level, or like the level itself is a reference. The level itself is like a reference, right? It is like Whoa, I think, really? taken from another Final Fantasy game. Yeah, because I know the whole thing is in the world of Final Fantasy One. Yes, like the entire game. Yeah, so that's that's interesting that it connects that way. I I'm a YouTube that. That's that's really cool. So, and bless you, did you know it's multiplayer? I, I did. I never tried it out, but yeah, I, I did know that. And like the whole time I was like, should I call two people in? But I was like, I don't know two people <laughs> who are playing this game. <laughs> um, this is a this is a cut scene that I, I had to cut out because of just how mind blowing it is. Hey there, Jack. You just got back, back from the shrine, right? The minister paid your room for the night. So why not get some rest? Hmm. <laughs> Ken? <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Come and that's on. and oh. it's like you get to a point where you're like they gotta know what they're doing like there's no way they don't know that this is hilarious <laughs> like and that's a lot of the vibe of of the game it's just jack being this character where and i think in that tiktok you were talking about uh tim where he's sitting there and the other character is like you're gonna clean that off because he's got a little blood in his chin and he's like nothing a little nothing a little spit can't fix and he just kind of rubs his rub the bloods off his chin and he goes when are we gonna fight chaos? <laughs> like immediately right into it. <laughs> it's so funny, man. It's it's incredible. It's so good. So on the other end, uh, I don't have too much more to say that I haven't already. But Kirby definitely is my my number two right now, and so much of it is the more you play that game, the more you enjoy it. And now that I know uh, Blessing and Barrett have both beat it, like they know what I'm talking about. The, the last couple hours of this game get so insane, and it's similar to this Stranger Paradise stuff, but it's actually good the whole way through. Where it's like the gameplay is awesome, always is awesome the entire time, but like. Towards the end, it gets real platinum in a way that I never expected a Kirby game to get. And I mean that both in terms of gameplay and in terms of the way you're you're dodging and, and the, the parries and all that stuff, Andy. It's right up your alley. But then oh, it yeah. also oh, I've been playing it. It combines with like this ridiculous level of anime bullshit in the best way because it's this pink puffball that's doing all this 
over the top stuff towards the end of the game and it just pays off in such a great way so you, you you've been playing through Andy. how far are you and, and where, where are you at like do you think it'll make your top 10 at the end of the year oh 100 it'll make my top 10 i think so i don't i don't know if if there will be many other games that'll uh go ahead of it i think it's gonna be like as of right now maybe number five on my list i just think it's so clever in its design like all of the um everything that you were doing in terms of like the mouth mood type stuff i think it's all just super smart and it um i'm saying it right now it's better than super mario odyssey wow right now i, I don't say things, mario but that shit insane things are like things that are earned you know and i think the 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 way the batch insane things in final fantasy aren't earned but they like lean into that like just like it's it's just bad for the sake of being bad almost that it's funny uh almost like the room in a way is is final fantasy stranger paradise the room of video games we'll yeah i think see. so i think, I think so. story-wise yeah, yeah. I, I think um, people might point to um oh gosh what's that other balan wonderland uh, uh deadly premonition Deadly Premonition is the one. Thank you, Greg. Mm. Nailed it, man. You're right. You know what, Greg? I've never said anything bad about you, and I never, never have. have. You're incredible. Never have. Um, no, yeah, I think I think just in its design, in its visuals, in its music, um, even just like the aesthetic of any time you go to a new level, you get that really cool little. Here's this motion graphic of this whatever this level is, and it's gorgeous as hell. Um, and I've actually been having fun leveling up weapons, which is not something that I was necessarily expecting from this game. Or expecting to care about. And once you kind of like find the weapon that you kind of groove with, it's really cool finding the upgrades for it and feeling yourself getting stronger. And even that first boss fight against, uh, we'll, we'll call him uh, the the ape, like from Sekiro, uh, bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guardian that, Ape. Guardian Ape, fun boss fight. And I, I had a blast with that. And I haven't fought a second boss yet, I don't think. But... I don't know. It just reminds me of like this is pure Nintendo design, and it's oh wow. Well, there we go. That's uh that's what Andy had to say about I forget which game. Honestly, I I tuned out for a second. Everybody, um, I think he was still talking about Final Fantasy Stranger in Paradise leveling up leveling up uh, some weapons and stuff like that. Anyways, looks let's look at a uh, game over Greggy's uh, uh, trophy list here. You know, we'll go over here. We'll check this out. Of course, he's got Lake. And look at, oh, man, he's got, there's his uh, Platinum right there. Greg's Elden Ring Platinum Back. right there. Hey. Look, look, at that. look at that. Look at that Platinum right there, Greg. Oh, there it is. There it is, Platinum right there. Hey. At least he's got that, you know, and, you know, owns up to sharing his uh, trophies publicly. Blessing. Not a coward. Blessed don't ever Wait, I'm not seeing what we're talking about. Did, did Greg get the Aerial Knight Never Yield Platinum? No, the Elden Ring Platinum. Oh, who cares? Like, is that who right cares there. about the Elden Ring Platinum? I want to see the Aerial Knights Never Yield Platinum, which seems like it's not happening before the end of this episode. No, it's not for sure. I'm actually, <laughs> and it's like because I need, I don't know where to go <laughs> for that. And I have it. I've been, uh, I'd made a little video. I made the clip of it uh, failing, but for some reason, it's still doing that stupid upload. Because I hate it with the uh, the PlayStation captures. Great idea, but the problem is it just immediately starts, you know, uploading whatever you do. So when you change it and like shorten a clip, it still is like a yeah. processing the old clip before it gets the new clip, which sucks. Greg, do you think you're, or have you played Kirby? No, I haven't yet. No, I do. You think you're gonna play? I mean, by I the you right. As much as you guys talk about it, you know how much I loved Odyssey. Like, I, it's just one of those weird ones of like I just don't care about Kirby, which I know 
You don't need to care about Kirby. Yeah, I understand, but like, I just don't look at Kirby. You care enough that when I tweeted out vaguely about like a certain screenshot that I had from the end game, you were like, "Text me that screenshot," and I did. I care enough because yeah, I was I it was like I don't I don't care about spoilers and I will forget about it, but yeah. I want to know what Bear's talking about. You know, yeah. I, I I didn't care either, Greg. I don't think you. I, you already mentioned that you shouldn't have to care to play, but like, yeah, it's. Oh, I mean, I I remember looking at the clip and then asking or the thing and then asking about a follow up question, and I've already deleted the information from my brain. I don't know what I looked at. <laughs> I don't remember what the question was anymore. I mean, I played through it multiple times now, and I'm not sure what I was looking at. But yeah. that's the beauty of Kirby. It's anyway, where I'm more excited to get back to. Uh, triangle strategy like again i really liked mm -hmm. that and then it was that when i was going down to um la for the bruce campbell thing i packed the switch and i was like here we go into triangle strategy and then i did exactly what you'd expect me to do played one of my games of the year puzzle quest 3 the entire way and have not so playing puzzle quest 3 that will still be high on my list where's Love lego it. star wars for you all you know, I'm working my way through it. Yeah. And I'm I, my way downtown. I think it's going to be mid on my list. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, you know what? Depending on how many games speak to me throughout the rest of the year, I could see it probably hitting maybe like seven or eight. Even slipping, maybe? I, I can actually see enough games not really vibing with me and it, mm -hmm. and it making its way up higher just by, by default. Um, but. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, Mario it's pretty, pretty good. I oh, yeah, Mario Strikers is coming. Yeah, I, is. I, I'm. I'm. Let's see. I'm. I think I rolled credits on episode two. Like I started with the original trilogy, then went to prequel trilogy. I'm doing like the release order of the movies and stuff like that for Lego Star Wars. So like I'm about to like wrap up on the prequel trilogy and then eventually get to the sequel trilogy. And I want to. I'm still like dedicating through it. I kind of walked away because I've been rewatching Better Call Saul. Andy, you know, you know what the struggle is. Oh, Final sure. season next week. Um, oh, sure. But I think right now, like where my vibe is at, like Elden Ring's game of the year, Sifu uh, for me right now, number two, Kirby number three. I think. Star Wars is in like that four or five spot, uh, going back and forth with musical story. Um, where it's just like it's fun and it's a lot of what I expect, but it's like it's a good, uh, uh, it's a good vibe of like what I expect. It's nothing like mind blowing, but it's it's a fun Lego game. It's a fun, you know, joking around about the original trilogy and the prequel tri trilogy and stuff like that. And, um, I love just like being able to like fly around the, the galaxy, feels very connected in a way that I don't think a Star Wars game has really like done super successfully before but yeah it's not it's besides that it's not really like a holy shit this is the lego game to end all lego games and this is the star wars game to end all star wars games you know like it's it's really good i could see it like getting it to the lower end of my list for sure if if more games come out that vibe with me so, so you, i was gonna say go what would that. you say are the biggest disappointments from this year so Ooh, far tunic yeah biggest disappointments I, I mean, I know I just made a joke about it, but I was also, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo on there. You know, that was one that, you know, a PlayStation 5 exclusive from Bethesda. You're like, okay, cool. It looked cool on, you know, that first trailer was dope with all, you know, the Shiba walking around uh, Japan. And then as we got closer, it was like, okay, I don't know what this exactly is. And then even when it looked quirky and cool to get it, and I thought I'd have it be, you know, a pretty empty experience. So I was like, oh, that sucks. I wanted that to go a different way. Another one I would toss, are you want to talk about Ghostwire? Well, no, I was actually going to talk about a different game. Then just for me, and I can pass it off, right? Okay. Another one I would toss out, and this isn't the game's fault, but the tech is Moss 2, where I was so excited for Moss. I love Moss. I love Moss. You know that, that PlayStation VR game, PlayStation or VR game in general. <clears throat> the fact that they put out Moss Book 2, yeah, hell yeah, I want to play that. And then the putting on the PlayStation VR headset again in 2022 is just like, oof. 
you know what, I will wait for PlayStation VR 2 and hope this is going to work and be backwards compatible, or it comes to Quest. We're just having a better experience because I'm not having a fun experience playing it on PlayStation VR 1. A game that I liked, but I thought I was going to like a lot more, is Nobody Saves the World. I thought that ah, was yeah. a game that we talked about a lot throughout the year, uh, especially it coming from Drinkbox, it being a different genre for them. It being like a top-down like action RPG that has a beautiful art style, I think has a lot of great ideas, but I think the overall systems of the way you go about unlocking new forms and like the way you, you go about progression, I think just was doing too much. Like I, I didn't like the achievement-based thing of all right, cool. Now use this move five times to then like check off this amount of XP. And like I there's for me, it was too much of that and less so like, hey, play the way you want to play. Like, I don't think they let you be as free as you should be in that type of game. Uh, and then also I felt like a lot of the combat for me ended up being a bit more button mashy than I liked just in terms of like, you know, all right, up, apply all these effects and then apply these moves and then go in and like jump into like a bunch of enemies and like just button mash away. Like uh, after a certain point, I uh, that felt like it grew old on me which sad me a bit because i was really looking forward to it but like overall it's still a game that i think is a good game that like i enjoyed my time with but is one that i don't necessarily see myself uh going back to finish and also one that i don't think is going to be in my top 10 by any means my biggest disappointment this year so far for me personally has been pokemon arceus and i'm happy that so many people seem to enjoy it as much as they do and and find uh pleasure in the things that i don't uh about the game and i i think it is especially worrying for me as a pokemon fan and player that mm -hmm. the gen 9 games are coming out so soon and it just kind of feels like a lot a lot a lot um and yeah so I, i'm just bummed out that this wasn't what i was hoping it was going to be for me uh but again i do think that it's a very very subjective thing for what people are looking for from a franchise as storied as pokemon at this point yeah it's one of those things, it has a lot of promise i think uh, eventually once you get into that you know, seven, eight hour into the game, it, it starts to feel a little bit more aimless than I uh, than I want it to be. I think the concept of, you know, free roaming Pokemon and stuff is uh, great, which is something they really introduced in uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, and I think the way that they extend it in this one is really, really cool. But then, I, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like the, the kind of, like, classic structure of Pokemon that I, I, I really like. I, I, I miss the gym battles in this one, and, and I miss kind of battles in general. Th those are very few and far between. And so without those objectives, the kind of, like, going out and uh, grinding, uh, you know, catching uh, the same Pokemon over and over again and, and stuff like that, it feels like you're grinding with no kind of end goal. You're just grinding to, like, check off a bunch of things off of a list and that just like is kind of unsatisfying after a bit uh for me personally so it's like i i have hope with a uh, violet and, and scarlet um and yeah walking away from this one i was like uh definitely left it kind of like shrugging and kind of being like yeah, there's great ideas but i, I wish to I like kind how of those clouds these. look i'll go do, I'll you, go, do I'll, you like how I'll those go. clouds look <laughs> this is like the only thing i like how it looks in the game everything else i think looks terrible but like i don't know man the shape <laughs> of the clouds I'll go against that because I actually enjoy that part of the gameplay. I think that loop was pretty satisfying for me um, because it gave me a reason to go out and catch Pokemon, which I usually don't ever feel that. Uh, and so I liked the idea of catch three with their back turned to you or catch five with whatever sort of oh, variable. Yeah, no, I, I, and I like I like those things, but it just never felt like that was building to anything significant other than just doing those to check those off. Like I've like I really liked that idea in like the first like few hours, but then it really started to, to wear on me a bit where I didn't feel like that was really striving to a goal that like I really connected with. I also like I know it's weird to talk about story in Pokemon games, but like the whole idea of just like you're a character from like a different universe uh, getting transported, like time traveling to this like area uh, 
It's just like that yeah, in and of that's... itself like was a weird disconnect for me where it's like I didn't even feel like I need I should be investing in this world because like the my character is trying to clearly you're not gonna way. hang out here forever. Yeah, it, it was like one of those weird disconnects where I was like I I didn't feel invested in in that world that they set up whatsoever. Yeah, so. I was gonna say that next that the the story uh, definitely a big missed opportunity because I in a way that I. I kind of compare it to what Assassin's Creed does, where it's like, I don't give a fuck about the future stuff. Like, I would be way more into it if I was just this character living in this time without dealing with the future fucking who gives a shit. I don't care. <laughs> and in this game, I felt the same way, where it's like, I don't give a shit about me traveling from another world, from the future. It's so stupid. It doesn't need to be here. Why can't I just be somebody existing in this time and i'm sure there's story implications that i didn't get too far enough uh because it just didn't interest me enough the anger like, the anger in you about opportunity this. greg you don't fucking yeah. understand dude i'm wearing the shirt <laughs> no it, i understand he's wearing the shirt he's wearing he the shirt andy he's understand. wearing the shirt yeah. um, all right so to close this out i do want to have a couple more conversations here so looking at the rest of the year what do we think are the slam dunk ones obviously we've talked about ragnarok already that like we imagine that that game if it comes out this year will be in the game of the year conversation we got to imagine that um starfield starfield is if it comes out this year probably going to be in that conversation there is still you that want risk to believe yeah go for it greg what do you think i mean we all want to believe that starfield will be in that conversation because of course i think bethesda has a long lineage of having great open world rpgs todd howard being attached to stuff right but I would say since your Skyrim and since your Fallout 3, right? Those were such highs that Bethesda has struggled to get back to those. And I do think in a lot of ways, you know, technology and video games and yada yada have passed them by in a way. Not that I'm saying their games aren't the same thing, but I think, you know, Fallout 3, I remember living at IGN. I remember that being a thing. I remember that dominating every conversation and every moment in the way that even though New Vegas was great, arguably better for many people, it didn't have the same resonance. You know, Fallout 4 didn't have the same resonance. Fallout 76 didn't have the same resonance. And so you hope that this is a return to form for them, right? That this is one that they jump into and guess what? They nail it. It's a world you want to explore. You want to go be a part of all the... Uh, I hope that's what it is. I hope that's, you know, you get in there. But maybe it isn't. Maybe it is just a prettier Fallout 4, but in space and stuff like that. And will that actually win people over? You don't know. And they're doing such an interesting thing right now in the way they market it of talking about it but not showing a lot of it right doing these dev diaries that are talking about the world but not showing you the gameplay itself it's going to be fascinating to see if they're doing it just to build the hype and then when they do show the game everybody likes this looks great and let's go or they show the game and people go oh this doesn't look like a uh i was gonna say playstation 5 this doesn't look like an xbox series S X game i could see this game getting pushed um for sure i, I think this is this game falls along those lines of Phil Spencer not wanting to have a big miss and I think Xbox wanting there to be a gigantic success here and take all the time you need with it Bethesda don't mess this one up but I've been looking forward to this one for quite a while because I do think they needed a game like Fallout 76 to even though they weren't the primary developers on it they don't need that sort of they needed a game to sort of humble them um, mm. and bring them back and kind of realize like we need to go back to who we are and what made us successful. And I think this will become a return to form. I just hope it's not super restrictive. That's always been my issue with this. Like you can, I've talked about on games daily with blessing, but you can make a medieval game and you can just kind of 
like you are limited by your technology in medieval games in sort of uh fantasy style games where you are obviously are not in current time but in futuristic games you are whatever your limits are it's kind of whatever the game is preventing you from seeing because Mm -hmm. you have the tech to get to that one building but that building isn't accessible because it's just street dressing it's just you know set dressing because you can't walk into a gigantic building because there are budgets and we can't build out something like that so that's the main thing that i i am kind of worried about sort of how do the how do the um the walls break down for me and i go damn why can't i drive that car i can like ride any fucking horse in this fantasy game why can't i just drive that car (laughs) and it's because there's there's budgetary restraints and things like that so i i really do hope that it is sort of their return to form and I think I'm mostly looking forward to it because of how much they are sort of hyping up their visual quality because I've just never liked the engines that they've used. I've never liked the lighting that they've had, the models I've never been a big fan of. But in this one, it seems like they are aware of what those past concerns are. And this seems to be a gigantic, uh, a gigantic boost up from the past versions yeah, of their games. I, I think it's got to be a return to form. Like if it, if it isn't, I think that's going to be kind of dire because like and dire might be over over the top but i think that is going to remove a lot of the man there's like but does mean something in terms of what their what their games are because it's been I, th- I think there's been a lot of lessons learned over the last decade i know for me starfield is a game that at the top of the year i made a most anticipated list for like myself of games that i'm looking forward to and but in uh starfield was my number one and i think that's both on the end of I'm I I love Bethesda and I love Bethesda games and I'm excited for what they have to do uh, what they're doing next because it is something new it is a new IP but then on the other hand like I feel like they have a lot to prove like you mentioned Fallout 76 being a, a, a bump in, in the road I also think that with Fallout 4 coming out the same year as Witcher 3 I think that took that that took a lot of wind out of their sails in terms of them being the big guy on campus and seeing Witcher 3 tackle side quests in a way, see them tackle story, see them tackle uh, how the world looks, the lighting, like everything Witcher 3 did, I feel like took shine away from Fallout 4 in a way that they might not have expected. And so I think coming off of both those things and coming off of like, even looking across the pond and seeing CD Projekt Red fuck up Cyberpunk and seeing uh, Bioware fuck up Mass Effect Andromeda, like there are so many different lessons to take away from the last decade of big RPGs coming out that like, I think for them, they have to look at that and go, all right, we got to come correct with this next one. Like, we got to make sure that, that that this is something special and that this is something that doesn't suffer from the same Bethesda bugs or doesn't suffer from, like, the big RPG bugs in general because that is a thing that has been tolerated, uh, I think, even less as technology has gotten better. Sure. Um, and so with that, and while, with also this being a, a, a brand new IP, right, like, I think that is a great opportunity to, to, to make something from the ground up that can live uh, for a long time in the way that, Fallout 3 reignited Fallout, right? And that lives for a while. And like Elder Scrolls, right, was able to establish. And then you got multiple Elder Scrolls games out of that. Like <clears throat> Starfield is going to be something that they want to become a franchise. And if they don't start off on a great foot with it, then that could maybe tank that idea. Um, and so there's a lot going into it that I think they got to live up to. And I'm, I'm one excited to see, but then also like I think. I think it's a thing that they're aware of that, and that that alone gives me hope for it. It's, it's a thing they're aware of, and it's also a thing obviously Xbox is aware of, right? And they don't want this to be something they put that much money into that then comes out and is met with a shrug or met with a typical Bethesda game, typical Bethesda mm-hmm. bugs. Like they don't want that. Yeah. Do you think there are any other slam dunk going to be on the list games? I think one that's going to be on my list, and maybe Greg's list, is The Quarry. <laughs> Like and maybe maybe I on our list, the on my list. I think it has the juice to be there. Will yeah. it make it? We'll see. I, I think the very least is a game that we're very yeah. excited about. 
Well, is that Andy? You I just want to see Super Brenda's song. song. That's... Same. That's where I'm at. Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. That's not the reference y'all expect me to make. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, though. I really do. And did. I was like, what is the deepest cut I can make with Brenda's song? I think it's that one. Uh, but yeah, like with it being Supermassive, I, I'm totally sold on Supermassive now. I think Greg is probably there, too, from the la- their last couple of games. Uh, this being something that exists outside the Dark Pictures anthology, I think that makes it, it, it makes it exciting. It seems like they're taking a lot of cues of what worked for Until Dawn. Uh, and that's all. That's everything I want to hear, right? Seeing the star-studded cast, seeing it be, being published by different publishers, seeing yeah. it um, be this like setup of the greatest game type thing where it is somebody's, somebody hunting down uh, this group of, I forget how old they are, young adults, maybe older teenagers, I don't know. But like seeing them being hunted down by another person, for me, that's like one of my favorite types of horror tropes that I'm totally down, down for. I can't wait for this thing. So now, in line with this, of the, the personalist, personalist, I guarantee Ghostbuster Spirit that's unleashed ends up on there for me. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm in the is, game. Is that 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2022. Is that just where it's at? Now, just 2022, or I believe so. Maybe they said end of the year, but I don't remember. Cool. Uh, this this question is for Barrett. Predictions on Gotham Knights. I I really don't know at this point. Uh, you know, they had like that random Monday morning where they're like, "Hey, it's coming in October," and you know, we haven't heard much of it. Like, we didn't even get a trailer with that release date, right? So it's still like one, a weird one where it's like I I don't know if I'm fully convinced that that's. Gonna I think it's going to be fun, but I don't think it's going to be Arkham. Uh, well, uh, like I'm not fully convinced that that game's coming out this year yet. Um, you you mean in the, the way, Greg, that playing games with friends and multiplayer type stuff kind of lessens the narrative experience not even that i just think you know the the game in general i think it'll be fun but i don't think it'll be arkham i think you know again you talk about something the bar being set so high yeah and i'm personally like i'm not expecting arkham um you know this is uh wb montreal they made arkham origins which you know everybody can compared to the rock city games uh, fairly enough and you know it wasn't up to the the same level of quality of the rock city games but i do still think it was a great game i do think that they have the chains kind of taken off of them this time around now now that they're not beholden to a world and story that a different developer and uh you know story minds created Right. This is them being able to do something else and something different. Um, I think it's yet to be determined if multiplayer stuff is going to really like affect what the the game and story is. Um, Really, I'm just looking for fun act uh, and a fun adaptation of the Court of Owls in a a gameplay sense. That's something I've been waiting for for 10 years, uh, more than 10 years, I think, at this point. Um, and so as long as they like kind of hit that and, you know, show off the bat family in a really fun way, like this will for sure uh, be on my, my top 10 for the year, whether it's, you know, in the middle, uh, lower on the list, or maybe even high on the list, I think is still yet to be determined because of how little we've actually seen of it. Uh, especially with it coming out in at this point, six months, um, which is why I'm still not convinced that we'll actually get it in October, (laughs) but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. One that uh, go for it, bless. I'll say one that I, I want to throw out there. Uh, it's on the Blessing Super Fun Game release calendar, but I, I'm curious on if you guys think it's going to come out this year. Is the Callisto Protocol? Oh my god, I hope so. I don't. I don't. I want it's it. I don't know if I believe it. I know, I but like, it. Glenn just put up a thing um, on Twitter. Hold on, I can pull it up for you. 
Going through oh, a what? divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like just like, he's he's like, having a real <laughs> rough time over that. It's not correct. Baron, I'm sending it to you. And then as soon as I took a drink of water. <laughs> Let's go field over there from striking distance. Put up a, a tweet. Yeah, on April 11th. That, yeah, this is my favorite time when making a game. The design starts coming together. Love seeing all the hard work the, to- the team is doing in the mocap studio to bring our characters to life. There's fucking but, no chance. Thanks to everyone waiting <laughs> as we finish and, finish and polish the game. We'll have more to share soon. Like, on top of that, Keeley was just up there. He had done a tweet that was vague. of like, I really had a great conversation about Callista Protocol or whatever, and I did the eyes to him about it. Like, I, we're going to get more information on that, and I hope it comes out this year, but I doubt it. A couple things for me. One, that I'm extremely hopeful for it, that I'm expecting to be very high on my list, and if it's not, it's going to be a real big bummer, is Trek to Yomi. Everything I've seen uh, in that game looks yeah, utterly fantastic yeah. and looks like it speaks to me very loudly so i'm i'm hoping that that ends up being in that seafood conversation for me of like damn i really just love it that much like i'm i'm, I'm hoping that i play it and it is above kirby for me um yeah. one that like i don't really think it's going to be game of the year conversation but i hope that it is and I, for some reason my gut tells me he's going to be good is forespoken and we'll see i know a lot Oof. of people are kind of down on it but like I, there's something in my looks- in my gut that tells me it's going to be way better than people expected. That today. I be- that I agree with you. I think that that is going to come in and in over. I think right now hype is so low. You look at it like oh, it's going to be a seven or whatever. I think that's a game that could come in and be an eight, an eight. Five. Uh, okay, oh, okay, wow. yeah. I'm I'm hoping for Thank a nine. You. I'm hoping for it, which I know You're it's crazy, too much. but I'm, I I know I know. Gary would a touch to this game. Do you understand? There's no way that man can make a nine if it's not a rogue one. The what? Well, that's a great transition because the one game that it's it's difficult to talk about because it's not even announced. But I do think Jedi Fallen Order Two is going to don't come out this year, up. and don't I think it's going up. to be in the conversation again. Oh my here. god, Tim! Don't get my hopes up. When we got, we got to go back to Disney and get Cal's lightsaber. Yeah. We got to go get Cal's lightsaber, Tim. You and me. Uh, also, uh, Greg, uh, did you know that there's a a superior Souls like out there called Elden Ring? <laughs> It's not again, like I already talked about. Guess what? You got, you got this guy over there. Looks like night before Nightmare Before Christmas, man. Go fight thirty of him. That's fun. We, we showed it. Go. We showed it. He got the platinum, so he knows about it. You know exactly. Um, uh, chat was also shouting out uh, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. That's one like I don't think I don't for us, like uh, uh, for us as a whole as a company. Like I don't think we'll be like a a high uh, game of the year contender, but I can see it making the list. Uh, the first one yeah. was really really fun, and you know if that's a a, a follow up to that and uh, adding some new elements i remember really liking the donkey kong uh uh dlc that they had for that first one like yeah i'm fully expecting that to be a great time i'm gonna say two words that i'm gonna regret um do it sonic frontiers i love I, you so much bless i go through Let's this go. every single time every single time i go through this where i'm like man this new sonic game looks like it could be the one this looks like it could be good and then it comes out and i'm like oh this is one of the worst games i've played this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like here's my thing right this trailer I don't know, man. It looks pretty good. <laughs> plus, plus, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm so with you right now because I just played Kirby and Forgotten Land, and it's my number two game of the year right now. And I don't think it's going to drop that much. Like I am utterly shocked by that. And with what this trailer is showing us, we can read between the lines of what we know about Sonic and what this might deliver. And I'm kind of excited for that. I think that it has a chance at at doing 3D Sonic right for I, the first time. I look at this trailer and like as we're seeing it, right? Like it is Sonic standing in like open environments. They're showing all these different shots of these different structures. All of it looks beautiful. All of it looks inspired by like a Breath of the Wild or a Shadow of Colossus. It seems like it's gonna be that type of game. And I look at this and I ask the question, 
how can this be bad? <laughs> like, how do you put out a bad version You've of asked it? that question so many times about games that end up being fucking bad, Bless. Like, okay, first of all, I don't. First yes, of all, I don't. Yes, Name some names. But second of all, I also did ask that same question when the Sonic 06 trailer came out. <laughs> so I, I definitely understand, like, how. I definitely understand how. But I'm like, man, the vision is there. I think they just need the platform. And by the platform, I need, I mean, just, like, a good amount of budget. For and Sega. Tim, like, Nintendo mm-hmm. and Hal were we're behind Kirby. Like, yeah. How I mean, Sonic team, if I'm being completely real, I don't think that they're that far off from each other. Like, I do think that there are more stinkers from Sonic team than there are stinkers from how that is true. That is fair. I think it's a, <laughs> have a lot of faith in underneath Kevin Feige versus a director. You don't have a lot of faith in underneath whoever the fuck's doing DC stuff. Like that's, the way I'm looking at it, and it's like, <laughs> just we gotta be honest with ourselves, guys. We gotta be honest with ourselves. I'm stoked to watch the Sonic movie too. Okay, I can't yep. watch that. Can't I saw it for it? the second time last night, wow. and it was fucking even better. Wow. Blessing, it was oh, even yeah. better. I gotta watch it again. Tim. Again, I'm the biggest Sonic fan who doesn't like the games. Like, I love, I love the lore. I love the characters. I just, whew. Tim, I got I got a question for you because I'm going back and forth with the chat on this one. Where do we stand uh-huh. on Cuphead, the delicious last course? Because to me, that's I feel like that's yet to be determined because we don't know how significant that DLC is, right? Whereas like Persona Five Royal was like a lot of like uh, you know it's mainly the same game but adds like uh, significant stuff at the end of that game where it was significant enough that that counted as a game of the year contender for me back in what was that 2020? Where it's like I I still feel like it's yet to be determined on Cuphead of like I think it's got to be a certain amount of new content to really even be considered like a game of the year thing if it's like three boss uh, three or four bosses and like a new run and gun level like i don't know if that's enough to really like be a game of the year top 10 list kind of thing for me yeah i'm 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 right there with you i think that we're gonna get one island that's kind of what they're talking about so i do think that'll be three to four boss fights and then one run and gun level and that's probably it but i think that even with that like i think there could be enough content that it will probably make my list but i agree with you it's a little bit weird and like i i don't know it depends on how they present it um but since it's been worked on for so long like i would be shocked i mean i i know it's literally in the name but that's just kind of a joke i would be shocked if they treated this and promoted this like dlc i think they're going to promote it as if it's just a small game yeah and i, I think that 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 makes it a little bit more likely to be more substantial than just what we exactly expect i think especially with how long the wait has been i think it can definitely be considered a small short game because if it's if it takes two hours long to beat then i mean shit there's other games that have come out that are hours couple hours long that are still their own standalone games i think if this would have come out the same year or maybe six months later or something like that then maybe you would just look at it as kind of a little add-on but i think since the wait has been so long the anticipation has been there I would say, yeah, consider it as its own standalone thing. But but is it something? Uh, this will be an interesting thing of like, is it, is it something that you can play without buying Cuphead, or is it something that you have to have Cuphead for to be able to play this DLC? Because I feel like there's a kind of it, it's a weird kind of like uh, splitting hairs thing for me, where it's like originally Uncharted for DLC was going to be DLC, but then it turned into Lost Legacy, which was its own standalone thing, which I would <laughs> consider its own standalone game, not DLC and stuff like that. So it's like a weird conversation to have. One that I'm excited to have. When it comes out in June, Tim, and when we have game of the year conversations later this year. Oh yeah, I I think that there is a like less than ten percent chance that 
it requires Cuphead to be played. And if it does, I think that they're going to make Cuphead like free. And like just make you pay for the new shit and you just get it and it, it just works that way. But let us know in the comments below what you think about that, what your game of the year is so far. And if you think there's going to be any fun surprises that come at the end of the year. As always, I've been Tim Geddes. We're about to do something I love to call kind of feudy. And I'm very excited for that for all the patreon.com slash kind of funny games listeners and viewers. But for everyone else, get fucked. Whoa. Yeah, it just felt right. It just felt right. I don't know. I don't know, guys.